Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see movies that we have not seen before, leave those movies, come to the microphone with the hottest impressions for you, the listener. My name is Robbie Anderson. I'm the hostess with the mostess. I'm joined today by my good bud. Jack Kolodzewski. Very handsome. Oh, you didn't let me finish. Very good looking. Poofy hair. Do this every time. Good stash. Good glasses. Good everything. Wow. That's good. That's a good audio description. It's, Thank you. It's, well, they yeah. don't. They might not know. Yeah, you uh, could be lying for some. For all no, some people know. Well, I would never do that. Okay. So we saw a exciting new movie, a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we saw that Captain Marvel. We did. Yeah, directed by I just had it pulled up. Ryan Fleck. Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden. Yes. Uh, they also co-wrote the movie. Co-directors, co-writers. Uh, yeah. They've co-directed together in the past. Yes, they have. Yes. So yeah, this is uh, the new, this is like the, the movie right before we get to Endgame, which is definitely the hype juice right this now. This is the the same slot that Black Panther got last year yeah. in relation to Infinity War. This Agreed. is the, the origin story kind of one-off movie preceding the next Avengers movie. Right. Um, so yeah, let's just so everyone knows, we do the first half of hot takes, uh, spoiler free, and then we take a break, then we get into spoilers. So everything you're about to hear is spoiler free right now, so don't worry about it. But Jack, what kind of general impressions do you have? I liked it. Yeah, Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, uh, I think it gets better as it goes on. I agree. Um, and I think... Brie Larson did a great job. I think she really like is a very strong lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, she definitely is the a biggest reason why this movie works as well as it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I think there are some other really good supports in there. I mean, young, young, uh, young Colson, young Sammy J, young Samuel yeah. Jackson. Like I, it, they're they're young people. Tech like CG yeah. for making people look younger is. Uh, has definitely gotten a lot better. I thought I Colson looked weirder than he did. Uh, Sammy J. He did look, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Samuel Jackson, I don't think they just had to do much because he already like doesn't age. He's held up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, so I have been watching a lot of the Marvel movies again mm-hmm. uh, with my wife, Eleanor. My uh, wife. My wife, yes. Um, because she hasn't seen... A lot of them. She's seen yeah. some here and there, but so we watched uh, the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. Then we watched uh, Winter Soldier. That movie fucks so good. So good. Yeah. Then we watched Ultron, which is definitely the weakest of the bunch, but I think has its it has some serious flaws, but also has some some cool stuff in there as well. I saw it fairly recently for the first time as well, and I'm glad that I saw it like removed from when it released and like the hype surrounding it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was a lot more forgiving of its flaws. I was like, sure. yeah, it's fine. It's it's a movie that works a lot better if you know everything that follows it because it's yes. it's a movie that is very much like kind of laying up a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. doesn't work so well as a movie itself, especially not compared to like Winter Soldier or even Civil War. Those right. movies really, I think, hold up on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we, we watched Ultron, then we watched Civil War, and then last night watched Infinity War. So in the past week, I've watched about five Marvel movies. Yeah, so you're pretty tuned in to, yeah. to the zeitgeist. Very much. I am, yeah. And just, yeah. just and going back and rewatching them, kind of having more of an impression of like how they work, not only as like moving pieces for a bigger machine, but also how they each work 
individually as On a movie. Own, right, yeah. And I think this movie, like I said, I think that it, the first act I think is probably the roughest part of it, but it definitely got a lot better for me as it went on. Yeah. And I, overall, I really liked it. I kind of am, am, I, I am in the same boat where I thought it got better as it went on um, and I ended up really enjoying it. I think it's very enjoyable, entertaining. Um, I I think it kind of pales in comparison to some of like the phase three Marvel movies that we've seen because that's yeah. really when Marvel started to like write the ship in like a real serious way. It feels like a very good um, like phase one movie. Because yeah. it's an origin story in that way. Um, but the thing is, like, I, I also was not a huge fan of the first act, but I liked, like, kind of what they were trying to do with it. And we'll talk more about that in spoilers. Sure, yeah. And there's, like, some of what they, uh, like, some of, like, kind of the, the, the balls they were throwing up and juggling, like, when you get to the end of the movie and you look back on it, like, some of those scenes are really, like, uh, structure-wise, like, kind of experimental and, like, weird. And I was into that and maybe sure. i can elaborate more on that when we get to spoilers but yeah i i overall enjoyed the movie um yeah you know there's there's a bit of like controversy surrounding it in terms of like you know the rotten tomatoes there's like, controversy around it because people on the internet are, are bad pieces of are shit. bad yeah. yeah and uh and can't and are just mad i think by seeing a, a marvel movie led by a woman which listen guys there's been like 20 other movies that are not led by women so yeah. like it, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more white male l- yeah. leads in the future so you can chill out. Yeah. Uh, and I think this movie, it, it works on its own. It works um, apart from just being like uh, the, the the kind of bigger context of it with it being the first um, female you know, female-led Marvel movie. But mm-hmm. I think it also works on its own as a Marvel movie. And like you said, like it's, it's within that Marvel... Uh, origin story kind of thing. Right. Like, I think, you know, it has, you know, the Marvel origin stories are, can be kind of formulaic, I think. Yeah. And I think this one was trying to maybe not be that way. Yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. like something like, um, like Doctor Strange, which is a movie I have kind of like come around on. Mm-hmm. I end up like, I like Doctor Strange kind of more now than when I first saw it. So maybe um, I'll even like this movie more than when I first saw it. But like Doctor Strange is like, it's so formulaic because, yes. like, he kind of does, like, almost the Tony Stark journey in a way where it's, like... Very similar, yeah. I'm yeah. a dick. This is an accident. I'm less of a dick, but... Yeah. Uh, still kind of a dick. Still kind of a dick, but now I have a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's... it's I would put it above Doctor Strange if I was going to rank things, but probably below, like, a, ba- a Black Panther. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I thought the movie visually was... Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I thought everything looked really cool. I was really down with the costume design. Costume design. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know a ton about Captain Marvel, like, comic book-wise. I, really, do I. I don't know, like, anything. So, you know, I kind of got the impression, and I've talked to a few other people where, you know, their, excuse me, their, like, Space Force situation is, is almost like, like, Green Lantern Corps, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it definitely, they're, they're doing that kind of cosmic yeah. s- space police kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the beginning of the movie, I think, gets a little convoluted when they're trying to introduce who Brie Larson is, while also kind of like putting in this veil of mystery, setting up the conflict, setting up the conflict. But also, like you know, I always get confused when they bring up all the Kree things. Yeah, um, that even happened to me in like Guardians of the Galaxy when Kree you versus Scroll. Yeah, like, it's yeah, just like yeah. a lot of like kind of you know comic book gibberish. Um, they're they're trying because. 
Okay, so they have to, in the first act, set up, like, who this character is, what her motivation is. Yeah. But she also doesn't know. So, like you said, they're kind of setting up the mystery in the same time that they're setting up the character. Mm -hmm. And I think the mystery of the character, because they're they're really, like, you know, don't want to say anything too specific, but because they're setting up that mystery so heavily in the front... I think it's a little bit confusing, and it's a lot. All all it's a lot. And you know, unless you saw like Guardians of the Galaxy, which like you know, I think it's safe for people who make Marvel movies to like have an assumption that you are well read on the MCU. You know, sure. Um, maybe but, not as much if it's not like Infinity War. Then you like you know maybe you should make it pretty accessible to people. But explaining like I remember seeing Guardians of the Galaxy being like, I don't fully understand who what is the Creed is. Yeah. Everyone's blue. Yeah. It's hard for me to follow. And if you're listening and you really have it on lockdown, mad respect. Not trying to diss. Maybe even comment in and try to explain it to me because yeah. it's just a little confusing. Um, and kind of going back to like, you know, we've had a few movies removed from like the more cosmic Avengers yeah, area. Yeah. So coming yeah. back to it and then kind of like picking up the ball, saying all these names and these characters again, I was just like, I just don't fully understand, like, what even being a Kree... Because for, for a second, I was like, oh, yeah, the Kree is the name of the Galactic Space Force. It's like, no. Because I think Kree is, like, the planet or, like, the Federation. Uh, let's try to get more into that in spoilers. We'll, we'll like, talk we'll dig it. more into yeah. that. Yeah, because I'm, again, like, most of the Captain Marvel stuff, I only know from what they've given me from these movies yeah and the the kree stuff from the little bit of context you get from the guardians of the galaxy movies and then what they tell you in this movie mm-hmm. but i think as as this movie as a standalone and within the other marvel movies that that are standalone movies i think they work the best when you as the viewer don't need to do that much homework yeah to do it to or to understand and enjoy it mm-hmm. um and i think Front loaded, it it can be a little bit like confusing, a little bit convoluted. But yeah. at, as the movie like really gets to where it's it's going and where it's where it's going to spend the rest of the time, yeah. in I think it it gets a lot more room to breathe and it, it works a lot better. Once she kind of gets to Earth, that's, that's kind of when I'm like, yeah, really I, I was trying to say it. that more vaguely, but um, yes, yeah. Once she gets to Earth, I think it's a lot better. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's all the '90s nostalgia in there. There's some some good song choices in there. Yeah, there. I kind of wish there's like a little bit more. I think we're. I'm mm, like I think there was s- enough. We'll sure? talk about it in, in specifics. But okay. I think there was enough '90s references that it's like, yeah, we get it. Maybe it's, I'm just like spoiled the from the '90s, where it's like that's the whole that's the whole engine of the machine. With yeah. That movie. Well, I mean, that movie is called mid '90s. Yes. So that Captain the, '90s. Yeah. Yes. It's not <laughs> exactly. It's not Captain '90s. Wow. Um But. Yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's it's good. It's definitely, especially having seen all of those big, like when you watch Civil War and then Infinity War back to back. Yeah, it's a lot of like very high stakes. Very everybody's there. Right. All the all the pieces on the board are moving together, and then to see this, which is a little bit more of you know a self-contained kind of thing. The stakes seem lower, you know, or they're at least like lower separate. Compa- comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's maybe loses a bit of the thrill of that bigger thing, but yeah. I think as like kind of, you know, Marvel also needs that to kind of like cleanse your palate a little bit before you go back and, yeah. and see something like Endgame, which I'm sure from the tone that they've established with like the trailers and stuff and even the tone of Infinity War, like it's pretty grim. Yeah. 
Um, and this movie definitely has a, a good sense of humor to it that is is refreshing as well. Yeah, I mean, that's like kind of when we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, we had a very similar kind of yeah, takeaway where it was vibe. like, yeah, we just got through this kind of like traumatic, traumatic experience <laughs> yeah. with our with our favorite heroes. So it's good to have something that's kind of low stakes and funny. And I think, you know, for all the hur- the hurdles that were in front of this movie, I don't mean in a, in a meta way necessarily with like the, the trolls and things like that, but even in terms of like thematically like explaining these things, doing a period piece, having something that in a way like sets up what seems to be a major threat in Endgame. I think mm-hmm. it, I think it does all that pretty good. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I think it totally works for what it's it's setting out to. Yeah. Do. And also we accidentally saw it in 3D and it, I didn't think it was the worst. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't love it either. Yeah. Maybe some of my uh not loving the first like 20 30 minutes of it was still like my eyes and brain adjusting to the 3d which both you and i wear glasses it makes it a little wearing tough. 3d glasses over your glasses fucking sucks it's there's a like no time. there's no, no two time. ways about it it's, it makes it things works. look like darker for some reason it definitely looks darker yeah. but i thought you know some of the 3d was okay but largely i don't notice it like i don't think yeah. I notice the 3D more than I notice being uncomfortable until I get used to it. Yeah. I mean, there's some moments where it's like, you know, there, there's a lot of flying in this movie. Um, so, like, you know, seeing, like, the camera facing a cockpit and the reflection of, like, the sky in the mm-hmm. cockpit looks cool. And some of the particle effects, like, they kind of, like, float in the 3D space and wear glasses. Like, that always looks cool. But There's some, like, trippy imagery in this, very colorful stuff. And that looked yeah. pretty cool in 3D. Yeah, I was, I was into that. that. Yeah, I thought the, you know, the color palette for this movie is was very good um and i think that's like something marvel just keeps getting like really good at doing is making their movies like look visually captivating they have a lot of money to put into these things because these things make a lot of money they do make bunko bucks this movie already made over 150 million dollars this weekend yeah that's crazy so it's doing all right yeah it's doing pretty good for itself no i was i was into it i i you know so i like brie larson a lot um but I guess, like, I, I had trouble kind of identifying, like, her tone and, uh-huh. like, what her character was. And, like, there – I almost had a moment in the movie, and, and I don't really feel this way anymore, that I kind of felt that she was, like, a little wooden at times. Because mm-hmm. she's, like, making these jokes with characters that we don't, like, fully understand their, like, rapport yet. And I was like, I don't really get it. But then the movie kind of, like, I think kind of helps explain why I might have felt that way later on. So, yeah, I, like, yeah. was kind of cool with it. But she's just, like, a delight, you know? No, she she's very funny. She's very yeah. refreshing. She's she's got like a good energy to her mm-hmm. that I think even in that like more confusing like upfront part sh- shines through. Yeah. Um. And like that's it. I, I mean, we we'll talk about this more once we go into spoilers. But like the movie just dumps a lot on you yeah. very fast all at once, and like it kind of it's hard to like parse out, especially for an origin story like you said, where we're mm-hmm. trying to feel out like who these people are, what their what their rapport with is with right. each other, like. How are these pieces moving together? Where are we? Because it starts in a place where you have no idea what the fuck it is or I where it is. I don't think we've ever been there. No, I don't think so yeah. either. So it's just a lot up front. And then as the movie like allows itself and its characters yeah. space and breathing room to interact with each other, I think it just gets better and better. There are definitely some choices later in the movie that, that help make that first act kind of make more sense. And Yeah. Definitely. And, and uh, makes like some of the confusion, like I think on purpose, because I think the movie does want you to feel a little bit like swirly headed almost with information. I think that might be part of the design. Well, of you the can't movie. start with the head, Robbie. It makes them all fuzzy. It makes them all fuzzy. Yeah. So it, yeah. yeah. 
All right, you want to talk about spoilers? Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we definitely recommend seeing this movie, especially if you're an Avengers fan, or if you just want to see kick-ass ladies do kick-ass stuff. This is a movie for you. Both are good. Both are good. Yeah. So we'll be right back with spoilers. I'm going to tell you who dies. Please. <sighs> Every time. Shallow. Shallow in the shade. Isn't it time to let the old bits die? Now, a word from story screen contributor and professional lifelong woman, Linda Kodega. Hi folks, Linda here. Captain Marvel was a powerhouse. The plot was an absolute ride from start to finish. I have a few critiques, but I'll be writing a longer piece for the story screen blog on that. Right now, I want to focus on what made Captain Marvel incredible. First, I want to say that the true emotional arc of this movie didn't lie with Carol's story. She was a sentimental, empathetic, and truly a fantastic character with a lot of hidden depth, but her development during the film was one of discovery and understanding, and not an inherent character change. Throughout the entire movie, she was the same character. Unlike many Marvel heroes, she did not have to undergo a radical shift in the basic makeup of her character to become a better person or to become a better hero. She was introduced as a brave, reckless, strong, self-defined hero, and that was where she was when the film ended as well. Carol was also a character that recognized transgression, who allowed her understandings of the world to be changed by new information and facts. She apologized, she was kind, and she was true to who she was. A hero who was clever, confident, powerful, and who at the end of the movie didn't need to prove anything. For a movie like this, shoehorned into a strange 10-year, 20-film-long timeline, we knew that Carol had to be something bigger than just another superhero on the screen. For Marvel Studios, Carol Danvers and this film in particular had to represent a brand of feminism and women superheroes in a way they had never attempted before. Now, I don't think that they pulled this off perfectly. For example, showcasing two black characters as sidekicks for the sake of a white female hero is neither unique nor revolutionary. But all in all, it was a step forward. If the opening weekend numbers are anything to go by, the least Captain Marvel did was once again prove the viability of women-led superhero action films. Now, the power of Carol's story was not in the nuances of her character, but in the way that women and those who have had a female experience were allowed to empathize with Carol with her struggles, with her anger, with her emotions, with her joy, and ultimately with her sheer absolute power. The beauty of Carol was her versatility, the way that every woman in the audience knew her, the way that we could imprint on her, experience catharsis through her pain and her strength, and color our own experiences over what we were seeing on screen. Carol Danvers was the hero we needed to see because of the fact that we see ourselves in her. Every girl knows what it's like to hear men tell them no. Every woman knows what it's like to be told to smile. Every one of us wants the power to just yell and scream and punch our way out of the problems and humiliations of society's effect on women. Captain Marvel proved that when women are allowed to write their experiences over cosmic battles, when we're in the front of and when we are behind the camera, 
When we are allowed power and freedom with our stories, women are just as powerful as men. And you know what? In Carol's case, we're sometimes a little bit better. I'm Linda Cadega. You can find me on Twitter at underscore L-I-N-F-I-N-N. Higher, further, faster, baby. And we're back to talk about spoilies, who dies, who lives. What's the deal with that cat? All the good what stuff. What is the deal with that cat? It's an alien. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> so now that we can like talk more openly about like that first act and I think maybe unpack a little bit. Because I felt the same way. I think you felt the same way. Hmm. My wife Eleanor did not want to record with us. My wife. She felt the same way. Um, that like it's just it's very confusing up front, and yeah. you know th- they're 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 setting up this mystery of, um, Veers as her name is Veers. She does not know her past. She has amnesia. She has amnesia. An an origin story with amnesia. How mm. convenient. How do you do such a thing? Um, so you get these like flashes of her being on Earth. In mm-hmm. the 90s, or earlier than the like 90s vibes. Yeah, and then, I guess she was like, it happened six years ago, then the accident happened in the 80s. They said 89. Oh, okay, so there you go. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's like, just, and the fact that they, it's it starts off on the um, the Cree homeworld. Yeah. Which is called, they said it a bunch of times, but no. Oh, Haven or Havon or something? Ha- Han, something with an H. It's H, yeah. Um it's holla, holla? Like, like the bread, H-A-L-A. but not with the C. You should have been on the podcast. My wife, Jack's wife. <laughs> not your wife. Not my wife. Um, Jack's wife. So all that stuff, like I think is, it just dumps all that on you. Yeah. And it makes it very, you know, the pace of it, it's getting through a lot. Right. In that first 20 minutes. And it just gives you a little bit of whiplash. And then they immediately go right into that, like that mission, which I think is where it starts that be a little work a little better for yeah well the thing fun. is like the mission i was still kind of confused because because they're like the scrolls are shapeshifted like you know they're explaining all this stuff at once yeah yeah, yeah that they have mission to, they have to, looks it looks cool sick. it's a very cool like i think the marvel universe works really well when it's trying to do like spy shit well like, I, like yeah. winter soldier and civil war a lot of like spy shit and this movie definitely has like espionage like spy vibes i mean what i liked about that scene is it remind me of like kind of like you know like a swat team navy seals yeah, exactly. like like vibe like you know they're they're going on this planet they're trying to see what's going on and like you know they're all like are in position and there's like some really cool like sniper camera work happening well, dude think about cool. the beginning of um of winter soldier as well mm-hmm. like very much like a swat kind of scenario right. it's it's cool it, the it's fun when the Marvel Universe does that kind of thing within, like, a, but also space aliens yeah, kind of context. Yeah, where they kind of, like, blend, like, genres or, like, action tropes a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, the beginning of the movie... I mean, that, that chick with the triple take, you know, she's... Was sick. A for our Apex Legend fans out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was dope. I... What really kind of made me... So what, so what I was alluding to earlier is, like, I... Retrospectively now... Like there, I I like what the first act is trying to do conceptually because like you have this main character with amnesia, they're trying to like maybe retrace their steps, but it also like reminds me a lot of um, Metal Gear Solid Two, <laughs> where you have a character who's like t- is not aware of what's going on and the world's uh-huh. still like operating and they're and they're using this person who's not like fully aware of like their capabilities or their past and they're manipulating you to be a part of this like kind of like military agenda. 
And and I like that. And I like how she's just kind of like being manipulated by the Space Force because they're like, oh, you're so powerful. But they don't make her like aware of like – She doesn't know what her piece in the machine is quite yet. So you chose maybe the the most convoluted – yes piece of narrative fiction you possibly could to make a, a comparison to uh, this. A gear of the cog of the yeah. convoluted machine. Um, yeah, no, I I like that. And I like that kind of, you know, there's there are a lot of themes going on in this movie that have to deal with, I mean, they use the word refugees specifically yes. in, in terms of the scroll and the way that the Kree frame themselves as, you know, these universal protectors. Right. And because um, Veers has amnesia, it's mm-hmm. easy for them to just kind of fill in the blanks for her. Yeah. Tell her, like, oh, you know, these scroll, they're terrorists. Right. They call them terrorists. Yes. And then the scrolls say, no, we're refugees. So, like, they're not being super... Uh, no, and that is definitely, like, um, that is different from the comics, to my understanding. Like, yeah. the scrolls are usually, like, the bad villains. Guys. They're bad yeah, guys, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. they kind of, like flip the script on that one which I, was i thought cool i like, think it's i, I think it's cool it. to explore those kinds of themes within like the you know we've talked about this before yeah. i like those real world important kind of themes yeah. that when it comes in you know i mean we see thor kind of dealt with that a little bit um at the end of ragnarok where you know the the entire population of asgard they become like nomads like they're uh-huh. they're refugees that yeah. then get attacked by Thanos they don't have any well. time to be refugees but no they yeah are they for get like a minute for a hot minute yeah but i mean this is very much you know that kind of like are the protectors protectors the self-imposed protectors mm-hmm. actually more of a kind of fascist entity and are right. they actually you know oppressing people mm-hmm. and in the case of this i think it's interesting that they that's kind of the biggest twist is you know they are putting that turning that on right. its head where you think the scroll are are mm-hmm. are the main villain but they're actually yeah. just all they want is to just live in peace right mm-hmm. so you know that's not the most subtle theme, uh, but I think it's again, it's, it cool. Well. Yeah. it's cool to put that into a you know a comic book movie and explore kind of bigger, more real life human yeah. things. And like you know, if you're gonna kind of like make a story about this kind of like space police force to kind of you know backdrop it into maybe some commentaries about you know our our modern day police or enforcers of certain laws. And yeah, like and that, the you know? forever wars that we put ourselves into. And yeah, the uh, the villain. Uh, vilification yes. of certain peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. No, it worked out. Uh, I really liked, even though it was confusing at the time, the like scroll memory machine that they had her hooked up to and that's how you kind of learn about her past. That's the thing. They, they like, parse out this information in a way, like when you learn about her past and like you see her as a kid and yeah. how she's, you know. They're like scrubbing through her memories. Exactly. And like it's very it's it's so dizzying. That's the only way I can explain it. When you go from like meeting the superior one or whatever they call uh, the AI, the, yeah, that yeah. character, and uh, and then you go to the scrolls where they're reading your mind. It's like it is so much information. It's so dizzying. But I think they that's a part of the design because you're supposed to feel like I think Brie Larson kind of feels that way all the time, where she's like, I'm not totally I sure. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I don't really I know what's going on. lasers out of my hands. I don't really know and why. No, yeah, and like, you know, there's. A, I remember there's a part in, when they're all like shooting up and they have like their, you know, they have like their signature weapons like the Power Rangers and I'm like, oh, how come no one's like giving Brie Larson a gun or how come no one's questioning she the fact is, she, she is she the gun. is the gun. Yeah. But how come no one's like bringing it up or questioning it or anything like that and you kind of learn that like everyone's in on it except everyone for knows. her. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know, yeah, and totally. she has this like, uh, 
They don't really explain the chip thing on the back of her neck. No, they do. They do. Yeah, what I mean, I, they, how do they? So he's he. She thinks that he gave. They gave her those powers. Yes, and she thinks that it's related to the chip thing. Oh, she okay. thinks that the chip thing is what gives. So if they take away powers. the chip, then she wouldn't have the powers anymore. She that's thinks. what she thinks. She thinks uh, that the, the, they're like they're they gave her those powers, and that's that why they sense. say like we gave it to you. We, we can, can take, take it, it away. away. But mm-hmm. in reality, that chip is only keeping her under control. Yeah, and that's why when she takes it off at the end of the movie, she goes Super Saiyan, and she like has way way more powers. That shit was cool. She lit, her hair literally literally turns gold and stands up. I was psyched. I yeah, you I bet you were. Yeah, I was into it too. Um, yeah, no, I'm into all of that. Yeah, I, I like, that's why I kind of like the first act a little bit more now, because, like, if well, it once is... Once you have that context, it makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. But I think, like, you know, I almost kind of, I, I question if the Disneying effect was, like, if it's something that we're, I mean, you can critique it and it can be part of the design as well. I'm not saying you can't do that. Totally. But like... I mean, you can say this worked for me or this didn't. It doesn't, yeah. it might work for some people better than others. Yeah. The three people that we've pulled so far... Didn't work so good. Didn't work but so well. Within context, it does make sense. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That kind of it, it made me kind of feel more in tune with Brie Larson because, like, she's just kind of a weapon that they're pointing her in a certain direction, right. and she just kind of believes everything until she kind of starts to uncover some secrets and stuff, right? Um, Which is not an unexplored theme in movies yeah. like this, but it is. It works for her, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, really like the fight on the freight train. That was really cool. In the the whole so once she actually lands on Earth, she lands in that blockbuster. Which, yeah. if you didn't know it was in the nineties before, now you do. Unless she landed in that one blockbuster that's in, I think it's yeah, I think the last, the one and only remaining black blockbuster is in Seattle. I want to say yeah, and they yeah. still like operate and do things, right? I think they're more of a tourist attraction than anything. I was still, I went to, I'd rent uh, a movie from them. Yeah. Um, they probably check to see what your ID is. If you go in there and you have a New York ID, they're like, you're not returning this. We know that. So, <laughs> Sorry, bub. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, from then on, and then they, they introduce uh, Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. Nick Fury. Nick, Samuel L. Jackson's. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Um, and uh, Agent Coulson as well, who have been de-ageified. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think I said this before the spoilers. I think they look good. I think they look good. Coulson looks a w- little weird. That's like, yeah, that was my only because I didn't really. I don't know if he was in the trailer or not. So I don't know if that was like a thing that we spoiled by accident in the unspoiler part. I hope not. I don't know. I mean, and, and, yeah. uh, sorry, but um, yeah, I thought he looked a little weird. Yeah, but like Samuel Jackson looked fine. I thought. I, think, yeah, I thought he looked, looked good. He looked yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, it's interesting, um, having just watched all of True Detective season three, where they have Mahershala Ali mm-hmm. in different, like, separated three by like stages, dec- yeah, yeah, multiple decades, and doing the makeup there, where they like make him look a little younger, and then the kind of the, the one that takes place in the nineties, I think, is closest to what he actually looks like in real life. Right. Um, that makeup is really, really good, and mm-hmm. I think it's just makeup. But they for sure went like the CGI route to like smooth out the skin. I, would, I wouldn't doubt if it was like a little bit of both. It's probably a little column know? A, a little column B. Yeah. I mean, he's on, he's acting there. They just touch up his face in post, right. I think, with CG. But I don't think it's too distracting. And it's no. definitely gotten better because... We've come a long way from remember, Rogue One. Not just Rogue One, but... Because Rogue One was entirely making a CG, like replacing a face. Yeah, you made a like face. a new person. Yeah. Did, 
Anthony there was Hopkins another movie. And... Yeah, that's just makeup. There is another movie. Well, where there's they... well, they CGI reduces age in Westworld, don't they? they... No, well, no, yes. they do. In no. Westworld season oh, one, yeah. I know what I'm thinking of. What are you thinking of? In Ultron, where they do young, young Tony Stark in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's fucking weird. So that's not Ultron. That's uh, you're talking about the scene where he like has like the glasses on. And he's like in the room where. Oh no, that's that, yeah, that's, that's Civil, Civil War. War that's Civil War. Yes. Yeah. Um, that that one weird. looked weird. Yeah. That is distracting and just a little bit disturbing. To it was see. You're supposed to be like 18 or 16. Or yeah, whatever. and it was just like so not believable. His body was weird. Like he had like a it was small all weird body. But it's also kind of like when they do Captain America, like Steve Rogers before he gets the oh he's like all skinny. And he's all yeah, small. Yeah. And skinny. It's just like this is wrong. It just looks wrong. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like you know, is that our brains being like that's it's wrong, or uncanny. does it not look good? No, it's the uncanny valley of, yeah. the, of like your brain saying like there. There's something not right. I can recognize that there's something squarely going on here, which, you know, it's probably a good thing that our brains naturally do that because I don't want to be tricked by the robots. Probably a defense mechanism, yeah. Maybe we don't want to get tricked by a scroll. Or if the scrolls come in. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I like that the scrolls are not so sinister because it kind of puts some of my fears for like the, cause I thought the scrolls are going to come in in a big way. And then we're going to get a lot of retconning because it's like, I don't like, think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think so. And I'm all. way more into that, you know? Yeah. I like that. The scroll it, Ben's, uh, Ben's Mendelson or Mendelson, Mendelson, Mendelson. I Mendelson. Think. Yeah. Um, he's awesome in this movie. He's very good. He's so good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but he's good in the past, like three, cause he was amazing in rogue one. He's actually like really fun. And, um, uh, Ready Player One as well, uh, and he's great in this movie. Yeah, no, he was he was really yeah. fun. I thought his and again, I think that's kind of the the thing that I wasn't expecting so much was how like playful and fun this movie is. Yeah, you get a lot of good, just funny moments that I like. One of the earlier moments that I really liked is the first like fight that Brie Larson gets in mm-hmm. or Veers or what whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, there's like some, she's fighting some scroll and she's got her hands trapped and one of them like does like a like a ah, and she, like just yells at and him. she just yells right back in yeah. his face like it's it's fun and i think yeah. that's the kind of energy that brie larson brings to the performance i think makes her a really good fit and i'm, I'm very much excited to yeah. see her do more i'm curious like what kind of energy she brings to Endgame. um you know it's still, it's only we have a decent amount of like this movie to talk about but like just to the idea, you know, she's kind of like a lighthearted, sarcastic character. Yeah. And then when we see her in like the post credit scene, like it's pretty like drab and dire. And I wonder like what kind of energy well, she'll mean, bring to that that table. You like know? you said, you know, Endgame's tone from what we've seen, yeah, rightfully so, is pretty bleak. Yeah. So, you know, I could see either one or two ways. You know, she could either show up and feel very much, you know bummed as fuck from what right. happened on earth while she was away or she could maybe bring like a little bit of relief comedic relief a little bit of humor to that movie which i think is desperately gonna need it yeah well i mean we got you know paul rudd bringing in ant-man true and, and we know that's probably gonna bring some brevity the, the as well. scene seems it's, pretty, it seems funny yeah, 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 it yeah, seems yeah, like it's gonna be funny you know i mean like obviously it makes sense for the tone of that movie to be grim but yeah it's not fun to watch. And especially no. these Marvel movies, you know, they have very much come into a sense of place where their humor is very important to these movies. Absolutely. Even, the, more, even the most serious ones. Like, I, I, yeah. And I think that's what the difference between the movies that are the weakest parts of, 
of the Marvel movies mm-hmm. as a whole into like where they really hit their stride in, in phase three is I yeah. think they found that sense of humor that has been there prior, but they maybe lost like Thor, the dark world. And then, yeah. And then Iron Man two, like they I'll, don't have the same, they're very serious and they don't, yeah. I don't, it's been a while since I've seen those movies, but from what I can remember, like they don't have that same like energy and, yeah. and humor that the, the, especially, you know, homecoming Ragnarok, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. They all have like a very good sense of humor. Even no, Infinity I, War. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, you know, I want them to set up Endgame to be like, I want the marketing to be like this very like serious, like, you know, ser- like, you know, dark kind of movie. And I know when we get there, there's going to be moments of like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. There will be some laughs probably. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure. They're going to hopefully be trying to make each other laugh a little bit because it's their situation is pretty fucked. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you know. have to laugh, not to cry. We know they get Spider-Man back somehow, so I'm happy about that. They did release the trailer for a Spider-Man movie that ostensibly takes place with an alive Peter Parker. So Se- Seemingly so. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I guess we're also spoilers for Infinity War in this, but we're dancing around most of it. But yeah, I mean, you know. I would not go see Captain Marvel without having seen Infinity War. It, it would be a weird choice. Or at least leave before the post credit scene, if that's yeah. what you're going to do. Because, I mean, that's why Eleanor and I went through all those movies. Is to kind of she, she could see Infinity War before this one. And also yeah. so I could rewatch and see them again. You got but that big TV. Infinity War looks so fucking <laughs> good. It almost, because I watched Infinity War in 4K. Yeah. It almost was too much. Yeah. Because see, like, of how much shiny armor, yeah. Because of how CGI heavy it is, it mm-hmm. almost looked a little bit too clean, like too crisp. Like, okay, I, Mike has said this to me, I, and I, now this is the first time I think it's felt that way that it looked a little bit too sharp. Do like, you think lose, it's because it's the computer stuff? Uh, like all the CGI? I think it's because of how CG forward it is. It mm-hmm. makes it look a little bit more sterile. Yeah, like I think having it at that resolution, you know, when it's in 1080, it's it's. It gives it a little more. It's kind of that, like almost blurring of it that makes it all work a little, a little more. more believable. Yeah, but when it's that high of a re- resolution, everything looks so like crisp that mm-hmm. it it just look doesn't look quite as believable. natural. Yeah, you know. But no, I feel like... Blue Planet still looks pretty fucking good. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, they ain't it's, CGI it's shit pretty, with that bad boy. It looks, good, <laughs> it looks like they are, but it's no. Real. That's just real. It's that's real. the real spooky. Fish are fucking cool. It's terrifying, yeah. Cuttlefish, me. man. What do they do? They they turn colors to hypnotize their prey and then eat them. Into it. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Um Yeah, so yeah, Captain Marvel's cool. I mean, is there any other like I feel uh, like I mean, we, we didn't hit, talk, we didn't we, hit through uh, the whole plot. We haven't but. really like talked more specifics. I mean, I, I liked Jude Law's performance in this a lot. He He was cool. He very much had that like, you know. Uh, mentor with the, the sinister edge to it. Like, yeah, you, you probably know. could have guessed that he might not be uh, on the up and up. And I, I like the themes that they explore there as well. With like you know, with this being the first Marvel movie that is led by a woman, they're ex- they're exploring those themes of like the male mentor to a woman, and mm-hmm. like this, like it, they they you come wouldn't ba- be here without me, exactly. Yeah. And like, oh, I gave you this. I let you do this. I yeah. let you. We be gave here. you a fresh start. We, yes, you know. And it's really it's just like no, we saw you as like a powerful weapon, and we want to indoctrinate you before we right set you loose. And you they know? pay off on those themes in the end, where he's like, you know, he says he like puts his gun away at the end. He's like, all right, well, fight me hand to hand. 
you know, prove to me that yeah. you're worthy. She's and like, she's I like, have to do that. Fuck no, I have superpowers. Like, yeah. fuck you, dude. I'm like one of the most powerful beings I ever. I don't have anything. And yeah, she yeah. totally is now going to be the most powerful like Marvel character yeah. there is. But she doesn't have anything to prove to him. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's I think, a good theme to explore in, in the first female-fronted or woman-fronted yeah. Marvel movie. And she's like her know? own power and she can get up and, and do it all on her own. Yeah, she's worthy yeah. on her own. She doesn't have anything to prove to her her male, you know, uh, or mentor, mentor or yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree. The cat's cool. Cat's great. I, I didn't d- think I was going to like had, as much. Definitely had... The very upfront, I was like, "There's something up with that cat. That cat is way oh, yeah. too smart." In, in the movie, also, and also, <laughs> like, yeah, there's that's more than meets the eye. Of that yeah, cat. Well, I was like, "Oh, the cat's going to space. Guess he's the main character." Okay, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, he's he's a a flirk, a flirkin, a florin, something. Yeah, they something say like its that. name. Yeah, and he's a got monster, and a space monster, a space monster. Yeah, yeah. It was funny that they got the tesseract back in there. Yeah, it made me really have to like dig back and be like okay the tesseract winds up on earth who's got the tesseract when does the tesseract come back into play like chronologically and i guess it's a i so i was reading an article as i was like walking up the stairs here i think they might have done a retcon i have to read the article more thoroughly but there might be something that got changed okay but i'm not sure because i know like but, I mean, in the Avengers, it's on Earth, and it turns into Infinity Stone. Right, right, right. But, yeah. It, yeah but At that point. But where where was the Tesseract between uh, Captain Marvel and... There's also, there's a fake Tesseract, too, right? Oh, man. Because, like, whole, like, that's all the first two phases of, of Marvel is all Tesseract stuff, and I don't, I honestly don't really remember that closely. I don't remember it super well, either. Because now I'm more invested in, like, now we got all the stones, I know. All well, stones now are doing the yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? Now we've so, got all all the infinity stones. Yeah. Hachi machi. That's a lot. That's a lot, of, that's a lot, a lot of, stuff. of stuff to go off it's of. A lot of homework. A lot of homework. Yeah, but hey, we've been doing it. I'm in. We're deep in now. Oh yeah, I we're can't. Very, I can't get out. Deep like in. I'm too deep. Yeah. They would have to really fuck up these movies for me to be like, I'm, I'm out. And I think they've proven by the talent that they 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 pursue to do these movies, you know, the firing of James Gunn kind of thing aside, like that was a fuck up. That's a fuck up. That's yeah. a big fuck up. Um, and it's really fucking weird. Every time I see an article crop up about James Gunn and his script for Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad 2, 2. Yeah. that's weird. But you know what? Fucking, I hope Suicide Squad 2 comes out and makes a shit ton of money and is fantastic. And, uh, you hear that Dave Batista might be in Suicide Squad 2? That would be perfect. It'd be hilarious. That would be yeah. serendipity, I think. I mean, I'm here for uh, for Brightburn, anyway. We'll see. You know, you know you're not sold yet? I just... It's going to be... Have to, going to have to be really, really careful when mm. you think about the themes of Superman and, like, the themes of an alien and, you know, an alien coming to Earth uh, and being good. And when you turn that on its head, it's like, what if the alien is... Evil. Yeah, I think fear, that's fear of thy neighbor. That's yeah. a theme that you have to be very fucking careful with in 2019. Well, it's a, we'll see. Listen, yeah, we'll see. From a comic book perspective, cool idea. Hell yeah! But in the political climate hellscape that we currently live in, very dangerous. Sure. Don't do Sicario two. Please don't do Sicario two. <laughs> do day, not do day that. of the of the soldier. Yeah. No, I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Curious. But I, at the same time, I trust James Gunn. Yeah, I right. do. I, we've trust James Gunn. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I think he is of good intentions. I think he will be aware of, at least I very much hope he will be aware of that and like, yeah, and maybe play in that space and not go down. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, I, that's pretty much. I don't know if I have much else to say about Captain Marvel from what we've already said, aside from you know. I, I yeah, enjoyed I enjoyed it. it. It definitely kind of like it, it wet the palate for Infinity War. Um, oh yeah, for I, for Endgame. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I need it. I need yeah. it so we don't have that long bad. to wait. No, we don't. But is it April or May? April. It's April. It's April. Shit, man. It's on the count. That's fucking close. Oh yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. I'm so ready. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I need it so bad. Like that's that's the thing. thing seeing this movie, I'm just like, yeah, Captain Marvel is really cool. I like the female led superhero movie. Give me, give me some Endgame. Give me, Endgame. give me some Endgame. Right yeah. Well, and that's, been, that's the but thing that's the point. Too. That's why they do it. You know. You know. That's the thing too. Is like uh, again, I literally watched Infinity War last night. Yeah. And the stakes at the end of Infinity War are as astronomical as they could be. Yeah. Um, and then to step it back, you know, two dec- three decades prior. To something that's going on that has little to do with that um, yeah. and is very much, much lower stakes and is another origin story out of Marvel. It's like, okay, this is fun. It's Enjoyed fun. it. But you got to give me some bigger resolutions here. Yeah. I mean, I think for-, for Not for that the, I expected it from this. No. Yeah. Sure. Like For what the movie's trying to do and what it's doing as a Marvel movie, it's definitely a Marvel movie that checks all the boxes that make it a Marvel movie. Yeah. You know? Looks good. Got good humor. Great cast. Fun blockbuster like it, it checks all the boxes it's solid it's it slaps movie through. it slaps it slaps it slaps yeah i would say it slaps i think the second captain marvel movie will fuck do you think the i told that i was thinking that the entire time i was watching this because like you know i love the first guardians of the galaxy but since the second one exists like the second one's just so good and it's so like uh, yeah like kind of ups the ante on all the things you like about the first one yes. so i think that's what we're going to get with captain marvel 2 i think you have to kind of play it safe with these origin movies and they do for yeah. the most part and and i think and i think they tried to maybe kind of play on it by by doing the amnesia thing and yes. and kind of giving her a little bit of like multiple origins that she's not fully aware of and i think that that is kind of like a uh, uh, them being aware of the kind of origin story issue, and I'm not sure if they totally nailed it, but it was it was cool to see them try. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I yeah, I appreciate that they they try to you know I I don't think you can be the producers of all, the, all these Marvel movies and not see the criticisms that from like something like a Doctor Strange where yeah. it's like you know this is this is a little bit boring because we've seen this kind of you know formula before and it's it's yeah. getting a little bit stale especially I th- when yeah i think when you're getting into the later phase stuff with this marvel stuff like ragnarok where you can really like be playful can be and do some and, yeah. weird shit with it well i mean at that point like you know you, uh, you know thor ragnarok is like you got three you got a lot of Thor ingredients in the pot, and now you can really make the good stew. Right. You don't need to yeah. spend any time with, like, establishing that character. You can mm-hmm. – multiple of those characters, you can just play you with You can it. just run. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, they – in this movie – and when I think about this movie compared to something like Black Panther and Homecoming. Yeah. Those two movies had the advantage of those characters getting their origin out of the way with Civil War. Yeah. So even even those two movies effectively being like, you know, the first Spider-Man movie within the Marvel canon and mm-hmm. the first the like origin story for Black Panther, yeah. you didn't actually need that origin You'd story so much. You have to so find much. out who Black Panther was in Black Panther, but at that point they're like, "All right, now let's tell you about Wakanda." 
Right. And that was really cool. And then with Spider-Man, it's kind of like, all right, well, now it's like, you know, instead of focusing on Peter dealing with grief. Don't have to show Uncle Ben dying. <laughs> please, please, Thank Uncle God. Ben. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think Captain Marvel 2, I mean, I'm curious to see if Captain Marvel 2 will take place with her still helping the scrolls, And so it would be in the past. I, or, yeah, I was thinking about I that think too. It, I think it would be. I don't think they're going to, it would take place after Endgame. There is going to be a lot of uh, opportunity for them to fill in between Captain Marvel and where she is in in the endgame kind of stuff. Like there's a lot of room to play with because she was off doing her own thing in space for 30 years. So there's a lot of material there to play with. Yeah. And I don't think they would have to necessarily put her back on Earth. And I almost don't don't think they need to, you know, like putting uh, Thor in for Ragnarok, like so far from home. Yes. You know, is cool. And that's what they're kind of doing with uh, Spider-Man and So Far From Home, the Spider-Man yes. movie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, they're kind of putting them in these different environments now that they're established and they get to have some fun. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it too. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of Brie Larson and Captain Marvel in yeah, I, Carol Danvers, if you will. Yes. Uh, in, in Endgame. I'm, I'm excited for her to be part of it because I think she's going to kick ass. Yeah. And I think that her, like... Chemistry, if, if her chemistry with Nick Fury is anything to jump off of, I think her interacting with all the Avengers will be fun. 100%. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. Also, like, kind of goofy Nick Fury in this movie. He well, hasn't he's gotten, he's, has you gotten know, bogged he's, down and serious he's, yet. He's inexperienced. He is young. He is, you know, has a little bit more energy. He's yeah. not that kind of, like gravelly sort of Nick Fury that you I mean Nick Fury still has a fun like sarcastic kind of sense yeah. of humor to him but we're but. not you know it's it's still so far removed it's cool seeing the Far From Home trailer because it shows Nick Fury like tranquilize that kid yes and like you know that's like the Nick Fury we know oh, so it's yeah. kind of it's he's not fucking around that. hell no I'll he'll tranquilize a child yeah <laughs> um, but it's cool to see to have that trailer come out right before the movie and, and to see him kind of like yeah right next to each other and like you that. know good on Samuel L. Jackson for being able to play like some minutia with that character you know yeah, he's I mean playing, obviously he's a he's a very strong actor yeah and he's been playing that character for you know he, he, Nick Fury has been a, a part time. of well, since the since Iron Man yeah you know like he's been a part of the MCU for as long as the MCU has been the MCU so exactly it's cool to see him uh Flex a little bit. And funny to see how he lost that eye. And uh, with yeah. such a like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> At first I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'm like into that. But then like when you have Coulson be like, is it true what they say about the Kree burning out your eye? And then I was like, oh, this is better because that's fun. Like, it's it's like a silly story. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. he still got fucked up by an alien if you want to really. He did get fucked up by an alien. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Just having me a kitty. I, the one thing I've seen someone bring this up. I think it's an interesting point. But I think you can kind of – I don't think it's much of a retcon as like a hand-wavy thing is there's a line – so Ultron, I guess, or – no, it's in um, Winter Soldier mm-hmm. where Nick Fury says, you know, th- the events in Manhattan kind of was like a sea change where mm-hmm. it's like aliens exist. They are a threat. Like, this is, we need to, like, have this kind of weaponry because we now, like, the world at Mm -hmm. at large knows that aliens are a threat. Whereas, really, Nick Fury has Has known known for a lot longer that aliens, you know, that there is a big galaxy out there full of of potential threats. Like, this is very much like some very powerful aliens came to Earth here. Mm -hmm. But I think you could see what he's saying in that context of, like, 
not only do I know this, but the whole world knows. Now. I think that's what he means. It's like this is the watershed moment of like the world knows. It's not just because I think Shield. They've never presented Shield being like, oh my god, they're aliens. Like Shield's known perceivably forever, but yeah. we kind of find out it's, it's through Captain Marvel that right. they, that they first made contact, so to speak. Yes, are pretty chill about it, all things considered. Yeah, Nick Fury is very chill about it. He's like, yeah. I've I've seen fucking more fucked up shit than this. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> green guys, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really like the scrolls, like when they change, when they yeah. morph. I thought cool. that looked really cool. Yes, for sure. And there's a lot of fun like interplay with you know them changing and you know fun shapeshifter uh, tropes thrown this, in there. The scene where uh, uh, Veers and and Fury are like sitting in the bar and like quizzing each other. That was that good. was good. That was a good yeah, moment. No, and like that's that. the kind of thing where like I think the movie gives itself more time to have those character interactions. And that's that also are, that's an example of a like good exposition. Yes, because they teach you the rules of like, well, how do you? Because like that's the first thing you're going to ask. It's like, well, how do I know you're you're not a Cree? How do I know you're not? And scroll, scroll. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it, it does that quick, funny, good. Yeah, good way of doing exposition. Mm-hmm. You know? Like yep. I'm into that. Yeah, and then they got that the the payoff with the Havana line later. Yes, in the movie I like yes. that a lot too. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's good. It's tight. It's a tight movie. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you got anything else you want to say about the flick? I think that about sums it up for me. All right, thumbs well, up, thumbs up. Into it, definitely uh, excited for Endgame. And this uh, is like a palate wet my palate a little bit. Yeah, for, this, for is the, this is the this is the appetizer. This is the appetizer. Bold, I think, the for them two. to do just like a month between these two movies. Yeah. Um, but for me, it works because, like I said, I'm, I'm like excited for Endgame. I'm like really, really like ready yeah, to I'm go like here. For it. Yeah. But I, I wonder if, you know, there is fatigue because of how, the pace of that they're putting these movies out. To me, it, it, it. I don't think so because, I mean, you know, we, we got Ant Man and the Wasp a while ago. It was in the summer, right? And that was the last Marvel movie to release. Uh, yes. But it's weird the way that they pace these things out where it's like you go from a movie last summer to nothing throughout all of fall and winter. Yeah. And I then guess, you got them kind of pushed together again. And then you have them like releasing within a month of each other. Like yeah. Captain Marvel is still going to be in theaters. And then we get Homecoming right after Endgame. Exactly. I th- so, you know, I think I think uh, Captain Marvel benefits from like the sandwich yeah. for being the top bread. I think that Homecoming could suffer from being the bottom bread. Maybe. You if know. if I listen, I'm not in control of this multi billion dollar enterprise that Disney what? has going with Marvel. Yeah. But if you were to ask me my opinion on this, and this is why we're talking into a microphone, mm-hmm. uh, I would say why not give Marvel a little bit uh, give Captain Marvel a little bit more time to breathe, put that in this this slot now, push Endgame back to summer, and then have a Spider Man in the fall. I think I think because they there was such a gap between Ant Man and the Wasp, yeah, and now we're getting Captain Marvel right after. I'm very happy, and I think I think it benefits from being like, all right, we're we're jogging your memory yeah. about about the MCU. Yeah, Not that yeah. you really forgot, but like let now because now it's like if I had to wait after seeing Captain Marvel. Three, three more months, months yeah. I would lose my mind. I would be yes, so tight. You and like, I are like super nerds that have seen every single one of these movies. Did, and that's my question is like for the bigger populace, I'm curious. I only think that, I think listen, when it comes to the I think MCU, it'll be fine. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fine too. It's gonna make crazy money. Yeah. Well, I, I think for the most part, I think if you were to, you know, ask 
most people, because most people see these movies. The general public is, people, is entwined like with this franchise. Movies already made like 150 million dollars. Um, I think if you pulled the random dude off, the, dude, dude that or dude non-binary off the street, you could be like, "Yo, how pumped are you for Endgame?" Like, oh, I, right now, like, yeah. you know, I think most people are are game and. And that's the thing, if you get the odeur, the odeur, and you have to wait three hours for Sorry, it, what for did dinner, you say the first time? The odeur. The odeur. The odeur. When you get the appetizer and you have to wait three hours for dinner, you're going to be tired. Oh, you mean the horse devours. Yeah, what did I say? Yeah. No, yeah, I got the, you. The, the horse devours. Yeah, yeah, I got you. When you get a horse devours and you have to wait three hours for din din. Yeah, it's, that kind of sucks, right? It kind of spoils the, the, exactly. the dinner a little bit for you, doesn't but it? Then, but the thing is, so here's what I'm saying. But then after you eat din din... And 15 minutes later, they're like, you want dessert? You're like, no. See, for me, no. I need time to digest between when I eat dinner and dessert. But somebody else I know that is maybe within earshot of this conversation. That's why. She is ready to eat di- dessert like the second she puts down her fork from Yeah, dinner. I know. I, I know it. a few people like that too. That's not my life though. I don't get it. I don't like it. But, no. you know. That's what I'm at a restaurant and they're like, okay, so do you want to see the dessert menu? I'm like, you get that shit out of my fucking face. Sir, but yes, yeah, bring, bring yeah. it over. I'll have a look. Um, I'll take a look. At I'll that. take a look. Yeah, oh, is that lava cake? Well, you want to get the lava I'll force cake? it down. You want to get the lava cake? Well, we can't take it home. It's you know, it's not it's not lava anymore. It's gonna be cold cake. The whole point is having hot cold. What was this lava metaphor cake. in regards to again? Are oh, we yeah. talking about movies? We're gonna keep watching movies. We're gonna keep watching movies. We'll be back. Jack and Robbie will we'll return <laughs> for the next Avengers for movie. Endgame. Um, this is not the only. Podcast you can hear us talk about movies. We nope. have many podcasts talking about many things, mostly uh, entertainment related. So please go on our website, storyscreenbeacon.com, where you can find showtimes for the Story Screen Theater located in Beacon. Um, Beacon, New York. That Beacon, is. New York, that is. Uh, there actually is a Beacon Theater in Florida, and someone looked at the times the other day. There's a Beacon Theater in, in New York City. There's like a big, yeah, that like, too. it's like an actual like, stage play theater kind of thing. Theater. And also music, I guess, but no. Yeah, all that This jazz. is Story Screen in Beacon, New York. So yeah, so you go on there, uh, look at our schedule. We've been doing mostly revivals. We're breaking into second run soon. Uh, so go on our website for that. This is where you can also find articles, reviews, Cathode Raycast, That's Bernadette, talking about TV. You can find all of our other Over hot drink, takes. Overdrinkers. Overdrinkers, where Mike Burge talks about getting drunk and also movies. Once in a blue moon, Robbie and I talk about video games. Once in a blue moon, we're working on it. Yeah, um, it might be a blue moon soon. I don't know. Blue Check moon soon. We can probably squeeze something in there. Time. Talking. We've been talking. We've been talking. Take a break from playing Apex Legends for a minute to play like a single player game. I've been playing Last of Us and I'm just like, oh, that's a big one. That's a that big game's one. So good. Mm. You never stop crying when you play that one. I never stop crying like that permanently. So. Yeah, you're just, yeah, just weepy eyed all the time. I can pull it together for like an hour to do these podcasts, but the second that we turn Go off, the spot, right back the to crying. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, please, uh, you know, come to the theater, buy a fucking T-shirt. It's not fucking hard. You can buy one in person now. You can buy I mean, one in person. Will, you could put your money where your mouth is and sell. You if could you, put you, the listener, could put your money where Robbie's mouth is. You give me a wink, I'll tell you. Thank you for buying the 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 t-shirt, the fucking t-shirt, please. And if you're a child, I won't say fucking. Yeah, hopefully. Unless your parents are like you say, you Unless say, you say fucking to the kids. It's cool. Don't don't say fucking to kids. Don't right? say fucking. To kids. I won't say fucking to kids. I won't say. I won't say. Um, thank you again so much for listening, uh, and we will see you soon with more hot takes. Bye. Bye.
coverage on, so Mike's going to be pissed. Sorry, Mike. Sorry. The last time I did, we did this, I forgot to turn the fridge back on afterwards again, Ooh, and that was not good. Yeah, for like two days. For like 48 hours.